0: All
1: homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashef and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil.
2: Hey howdy hey my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Or, pu- or selecting our URL. Selecting our URL. <laughs>
3: Scrolling us up on your on your dial up Yes.
2: And, uh, hope you have enough power in your iPod. <laughs> if you don't, we have enough Wait, in we're here. Gonna, we'll be brief.
4: And finding us on the Facebook and Yes, our following places. us on the Twitter. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. Awesome.
2: Yeah, you, thanks for You, doing you know that. who to follow, though, is that great homebrew supply store in the Midwest there.
3: Oh, look, see?
2: He's, he's the king he's of the segway, segways be, now. He is the
3: prince of the segway. Right. He's, yeah. a, he's yeah. getting right up there. He's next hey, in line. That was, one. One. Yeah. That, that was a good one. one. Yeah. That was a good one. Right, for know. when your pneumonia finally knocks you out cold. <laughs> I'm
2: going to have to carry a little bit today, so I'm, that's what I'm hoping out. Too.
3: Hope your shoulders are big enough. Well,
2: that's they right. are. Yeah. Got them broad shoulders. That's right. Carrying my
4: sick ass all over the place.
3: Lay your head down. Yeah.
4: Huh. Well, I, I could use some beer to to help me with my uh, some, uh, my illness here. So uh, nice. he needs more cups. cups, cups. Oh. That's the signal for I need more cups. I
3: was just waiting. Here. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> That's all
4: right. Oh. Uh, well, and we got the uh, uh, the great uh, Mike Morass here in studio. He's uh, done some candy Brewing for us, but one of the things he uh, did recently is based off the the wild recipe in the wild show he went ahead and Northern Brewer has these uh, hop extracts these hop flavor and aroma extracts Little right hop called shots. hop shots yeah. yeah and so he was able to get those um for the for the wild and brew the wild using that side by side with um uh just using regular hops
5: so this the first, I was able to split the batch, so I said, "Well, you know, this is a good test to see." I need a small beer for the for the bigger the doobie, so I said this would be a decent beer to make, um, and I wanted been to try those hops extracts for a while, and I said this would be a perfect beer because they did offer uh, a generic hop for the bittering, and then they mm-hmm. offer also offered uh, amarillo. They said, "Well, this is, this beer pretty much showcases amarillo, so I thought this would be a good." So when I made the one you guys are drinking now, have zero hops in the boil. I did dry hop it with real amarillo hops after mm-hmm. fermentation, so it's and you'll see from then. I have <laughs> after you're done with that. Here's the the one that was hops were boiled. Hops were
3: damaged during the making of the second beer. Um, I'd love to taste the beer without the dry hops at all, just with the extracts
5: well yeah. you oh, could just have to just to you, see you, you could do that yeah <laughs> I won't I'm just saying look Mike I was just saying yeah well I figured I wanted to make as close as copy of yeah. the wild as I could yeah um, and I needed a, you know I needed something to grow the yeast up and so that's what <laughs> ended, ended up being uh, this beer we're
2: tasting that's what you're hearing yeah Mm, mm. Makes for fascinating radio.
5: Yeah. Mm, wow. So the second one, obviously, has got more bitterness to it, a little bit more. I think you get you pick up some of the hop flavor mm-hmm. in it. So, I mean, they are... But they're surprisingly similar. Yeah. So the first one has no Simcoe in it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, that's right, the tough Simcoe hop to get right now. So right. that was another thing. I mean, some of these hops that I had to search long and hard for some Simcoe, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think one of the other was Falconer's Flight. So that's what led me towards the Northern Brewer webpage looking, um, and I said, well, I I want to try those, so sure enough.
3: That's a fascinating experiment.
4: Right. But, I mean, the Amarillo portion of it really, you know, you get that Amarillo out of the the, the extract one. Yeah.
3: It's not that far off. No, not at all. No, not at all. I I think in in the one with the extract, it's it's, um, a little... more like sweet, like a yeah. tropical fruit kind of thing, right? Um, but god, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't have known, right? There's I think no the real hop know. has
5: a little bit more bitterness
3: background there, so mm-hmm. it, it, the other one's kind of perceived sweetness, probably vegetal it. tannins yeah. or something like that, yeah. like a
2: little, little more mouthfeel, too. Yeah. I think there's like a hop layering effect in there with the using mm-hmm. additional hops, yeah, but yeah. not much. I mean, you, no, no, maybe it's, a couple of percent, it's a small right? beers, so this is not too much shows up.
3: Yeah,
5: if I was going to do it again, I would probably just up the extract in the to maybe right. bump the bittering up a little bit to balance out some of that sweetness. But uh, other than that, yeah. I think it's pretty. That's
2: rad. Yeah, thanks, That's man. Cool, it's a great alternative. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. So
5: if you want to, I mean, there obviously there was obviously a lot less trube in the kettle. So if you wanted to make a big IPA, mm-hmm. you know, might want to think about checking them out and seeing if, uh, if you can use some of that mm-hmm. extract because it definitely will lower the the yeah. trub in the bottom of the kettle if you use that because it. There's nothing in there. Yeah. Huh. The kettle was... Uh, yeah, I pretty much transferred almost everything except for a little bit of the protein. Yeah. Nice. That's it. Yeah.
4: Well, and you can find that from com. our great sponsor. <laughs> They've been sponsoring the show for over six years now, and uh, because of them... <clears throat> sorry, we're still on the air. Speaking uh, of
3: transferring protein.
4: Yeah, tra- no, I transfer all over this microphone, man.
2: That's
4: for <laughs> Along with all my viruses. <laughs> yeah, see, you're, now note that you are already sick... And it won't be the fact that on
3: Sunday you're <laughs> using not this sick. mic. Well, I'm not. So I'm Allergic to dogs.
4: Yeah, everybody's going to come down with Legionnaires here in next week. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, <laughs> our. Uh, Coughing on the mic. Our challenge. <laughs> won't be the only thing I'm doing. Um, our challenge for today is uh, what, JV?
3: Is uh, another great Uinta beer, uh, this time the Doobie, which I believe is a, uh, a black IPA.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've been to into a couple of times. Uh, last time with uh, my friend Peter Simons, and I was just really uh, blown away. You know, the first time I thought their beers were really good, and then the, the, the time, uh, you know, it was a few years later with Peter, I was there. Again, every beer was just spot-on fantastic. I was, you know, they had improved. They were good. They got into great. And wow. so I was really, really impressed with what they had there. A really great little tasting room. And uh, you go in there. They only serve like sandwiches, and they give you a little slip of paper. You check off what you want, and the sandwiches are so good. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like really simple, but it's like high quality product. You know, high quality meats and cheeses and produce, and then high quality bread. It's just really, really good. So if you get a chance, stop by there. It's it's well worth it. Um, and uh, this challenge went to uh, Mr. Mike Moraz, and that's a. While he's here in the studio with us, and uh, let's do this. Let's uh, take a short break. And when we come back, we will listen to the interview with uh, JP did with uh, Uinta on Doobie. Back after this,
6: in a world where everything has been lost, what happened to the city? It's in ruins, only one man store civilization.
0: Uh, I need a drink. Oh, no, the liquor store's been ransacked.
6: You looking for beer, stranger? (laughs) Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse.
0: Wait, there's still some bottles over. Oh, no. Those are non alcoholic beer. Hey, I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a
6: desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us.
0: People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps>
6: <gasps> oh, oh, it can't
0: be done. Come with me if you want the beer. And big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one.
6: The prophecies say that
0: he's going to get us wasted. <laughs> Someone start heating water. From
6: the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought to you 7.99, dollars Brew Saver shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service, comes.
1: Blickman Engineering. Think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps home brewers face every day. The Brewometer, a brilliant weldless thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial the auto sparge ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry and much more like the modular top tier brewing stand conical fermenters and their boiler maker brew pots with more cutting edge equipment coming soon keep up with the latest from blickman at blickmanengineering.com and stay on the cutting edge
0: To an established attitude, doctrine, or principle.
1: If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. The very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew,
4: we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the
1: most creative things that we think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash heretic brew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary
4: beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting
1: beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. By popular vote from the Northwest Brewing News, HopTech has been voted the best homebrew shop in Northern California. Serving home brewers for nearly 30 years in Dublin, California, HopTech carries more than 40 different kinds of hops and more than 60 different grains. Malt extract, spices and sugars, hop oils and extracts. Open every day except Wednesday or shop online anytime at hoptech.com or call 1 800 DryHops, 1 800 379 4677. With in store classes almost every Saturday, huge selection. And a dedicated commitment to their customers, Hoptech is one of the longest running and passionate homebrew stores, period. And now, by popular vote, the best homebrew shop in Northern California. And don't forget their 15% military discount. Hoptech. Visit today at hoptech.com. Now, back to the challenge Can you brew it?
3: Welcome back to Can You Brew It? This is JP, and I'm speaking with Will from Uinta Brewing Company. Will, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jason. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. We've had a lot of emails uh, about your beers, so I'm glad we can, we can get you on the show. Well,
7: um, thanks for uh, making the time to allow uh, myself and Uinta to tell everybody a little bit about ourselves.
3: Yeah, no problem. Uh, I was looking on your your website, and uh, you know, I noticed this little blurb here where it says, uh, Uinta Brewing Company has been 100% wind powered since 2001." That's uh, pretty progressive.
0: Yeah, that's
7: that's uh, in 2001 we um, built our our first new brewery. We actually um, started in 1993, so we're in our 19th year of business. But, um, yeah, in 2001, we became 100% wind-powered, and starting this July, we will actually be only 85% wind-powered because we are going to be putting a 30-kilowatt solar-powered system on the roof, which will generate 15% of our electricity.
3: Wow. That's great.
7: I like hearing So we'll still be 100% renewable, but um, we're going to split it up between some
3: solar and wind. Nice, I like that. Nice, nice effort, man. So, uh, so the beer we're talking about this week is uh, the Doobie. And the
7: Doobie, our latest, our newest beer.
3: Yeah, what kind? What, what style of beer is that? Uh, Imperial IPA, I think. It's a Imperial Black IPA. We make a, a Double
7: IPA as well, called the Detour, but the Imperial came about really for. I think because all our brewers like to drink it. And, you know, we like hoppy beers, but we also like the dark malts, too. So we kind of uh, created the doobie from there.
3: Well, it sounds great. We got uh, we got the samples in the studio, uh, but Jamil wants them all for himself. So <laughs> I haven't had one yet, but maybe he'll throw me down one if we clone this.
7: <laughs> well, let me know if he does, and we'll, we'll send
3: you some. <laughs> Perfect. Well, then he won't. How about that? So, oh, ahead. there you go.
7: Actually no, that's all we're all out of doobie. Oh, man. So he's gotta
3: share it with you. <laughs> How would you describe the doobie? Uh, you know, Imperial Black IPA, is that is that pretty good or, or any kind of uh, flavor descriptors you wanna get?
7: Yeah, you know, um, I think what's what what's different about the doobie is a couple of things. One is uh, I think when we build a beer like uh, a black IPA, the hard thing that, that uh, I, I've encountered was to allow the hops to come out above the malt and I think we've achieved that here because the Doobie has so many dark um, malts, chocolate and roast And uh, um, but the, the, the little secret ingredient we have in here is the hemp seed which I think uh, does contribute a, a nice nutty uh, walnut character to the beer That, um, and of course, a little bit of the THC, I guess. We've got about (laughs) four parts per million THC.
3: You think that does anything? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is there, is is there a, I mean, I imagine there's a legal limit uh, about how much you can have. I mean, did you have any, any sort of legal issues putting that ingredient in? Uh,
7: not legal issues, not that I know of, um, but, uh, we had to, um, Prove to the TTB, the Tax and Trade Bureau, that uh, there are less than four parts per million of THC in, in the hemp seed that we were using, and our hemp seed that we are using is right around there. So we were able to clear that hurdle um, early on in our recipe formulation.
3: Is that a federal standard? It is. Hmm. I didn't know that.
7: It's really a, a pretty much an untraceable amount. Yeah. Um, but... But it, there is a small, small, small amount. Hmm.
3: Uh, all right. Well, you know, hey, let's. Since you're starting to give out info, let's just get right into it. Uh, what What's the the barrel size on the, on the doobie when, when you guys produce it?
7: Um, well, we first started with sixty barrels, which is our smallest uh, production size, and then we went um, because of of the success we're doing. Hundred and twenty barrel uh, batches of it, which is a lot, you know, just for um, a day of brewing because it's it, it's it's roughly uh, seven mashes wow. in our in our mash ton to get uh, in, to get to the the hundred and twenty barrels. Wow. So we mash twice and then boil and mash twice and boil and mash twice and boil. And then there's a third a third one on the last brew.
3: Is that an all day? all-day event. It this. is, yep.
7: Yeah. Yep, it's uh, an all-day deal. It's about uh, 22
3: hours of brewing. Wow. That's crazy. But that's good. I mean, you know, you go from 60 to 120 barrels. It's good yep. to be selling a beer like that you're putting so much effort into.
7: Yeah, people are liking it. I know, and uh, we just released it to the California market, and um, it's going pretty well there.
3: What, uh, what What's the, the starting gravity and uh, the finishing of this?
7: Starting gravity on the Doobie is about 22, 22, 2, 22, 5, 22.25, roughly. Uh, Plato. And then it finishes around, yeah, Plato, and then finishes around 5. It weighs in about uh, 9.2, 9.3 alcohol by volume.
3: Uh, what What about your uh, IBUs? They uh,
7: are a 109. Test it off site.
4: Nice.
7: Our highest IBU beer actually we've ever done. Really? Even more than our double IPA or our uh, our barley one.
3: Hmm. Uh, how about an SRM number for us?
7: Um, don't have it, but it's very, very high. It's a pitch black beer, um okay. with a significant amount of chocolate and roasted malt in there. More on the chocolate side than the roast. We felt like the roast brought a few too many harsh characters to uh to the beer um yeah. if we didn't know if we so we didn't we made sure we didn't overdo it on that end
3: yeah i like that chocolate malt uh, I, I do that in my stouts too i kind of go higher on the chocolate for the color and a little, that flavor it's dark it's
7: um um you know it's pitch black
3: <laughs> good enough <laughs>
7: Uh, let's As you'll see when you drink it.
3: Yeah, well, I hope so, right? <laughs>
7: um, I'm hoping so for yeah. you.
3: <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, how about the grains? Uh, let's get into the grain bill. What's, what's your base malt?
7: Yeah, we use a um, a, a pale uh, six-row malt for the 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 base malt, and for uh, dextrin malts, we've got our Munich can for. Uh, for head retention and uh, bodybuilding, and then we go right into the caramel sixty. Um, that's the majority of the malt, and then we go right to the chocolate and roast as we talked about earlier with the uh, Carafa three. Um, also, so it's it's not too complex of a grain bill, but um, there's a lot of it. It's a uh, I hate to say it, but I'm uh, not a very efficient use of raw ingredients in the, to make this beer.
3: <laughs> uh, just, just from the high the high gravity? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
7: You know, to, to keep, you know, the high, I mean, it's not, we're doing uh, 30, 31 OG Play-Doh beer too, so that's even more wasteful, but even around the 22, 23 degree Play-Doh, can be fairly wasteful. Mm.
3: Um, what What's the brand of the six-row that you use? It is Great Western. And why six-row? Why not uh, two-row?
7: Um, because all our other uh, mops, our silos are two-row, so we try to change it up and see what we experience different. Not a lot of difference there. Uh,
3: what percentage of the grain bill is, is that two-row?
7: Let me figure that out. <laughs> um, it is seventy three percent. Seventy three point eight, seventy four percent. Is the four. Pale
3: Six Row. You know what, well I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to call you on, on our landline. I'm getting a lot of popping and stuff off Skype. So. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So um let me call you right back. And then how about the Munich ten? What
7: percent of it? Um okay. Nine. Nine percent.
3: And the crystal sixty?
7: Nine percent. And chocolate? Um one hundred divided by, by two. I think it's gonna be four four point one percent. Okay.
3: And the roast?
7: Roast is uh one percent. And and the, the Carafa three is one percent as well.
3: All right. Sorry to make you do math. We hate math here at the Brewing Network. So <laughs> I feel you on that one.
7: And the hemp seed is about That's one point one and a half percent of total weight.
3: Now, hemp seed will probably be the hardest ingredient for our our brew. Got to go to Canada. Like, really?
7: Yeah, we buy it online and it's delivered LTL from Canada. Okay. We've been buying a lot of it recently.
3: Really? Okay. Yeah. For, just from a specialty shop, or or.
7: Um, I can't remember how it how it's sourced. I didn't personally do it. That's fine. That's fine.
3: Our guys are pretty resourceful. What if we can't get the hemp seed? Is there... Well, then
7: I'm going to have to send you some, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, there wouldn't
7: be with that dooby.
3: Yeah. Right. Um, wouldn't would, would there be any sort of of you know grain equivalent maybe it sounds like a weird no person, I don't think so yeah no what kind of flavor do you get out of that a specific kind of nuttiness
7: yeah I think it's um, it, it's somewhat walnut like hmm.
3: see now I wish I had one
7: but you gotta be careful with it cause it you know you can't really mash it because it's very um, it could be turn into like peanut butter if you mash it. Hmm. But um it doesn't look like peanut butter. It's more yeah. green and grainy, but it's very um malleable. I guess is
3: the word. Okay. Okay. And do you uh do you crack the seed, I imagine?
7: Yep, we okay. we we um carefully um break it up to expose it more, but uh, it's it's um um, you got to be very careful with that because you could just make, as I said, make butter out of it.
3: Okay. Duly noted. What what temperature are you mashing your grains at?
7: Um, on the Doobie, we are doing a single step at conversion of 152. So we're mashing in. Um. Right around our water temps are right around 170 in ours, and we convert at one, actually no 151 is our conversion on this beer
3: 151 and how long do you hold the mash for
7: um, about 30 minutes 30 minutes we do you know which is more than enough for the sacrification it's more of just, uh, just our process
3: yeah single infusion I imagine yes uh, what about the hops on this sucker
7: um, yeah we are um got a lot of hops <laughs> um, we're we're doing Chinook and it's a two hour boil on this beer ah, two hour boil. so we got um, halfway through the boil we're Chinook and then we go um, to Columbus at uh, 90 minutes into the boil and five minutes before knockout we're doing a, a um, combination of the Columbus that we had at the 90 minutes and now we go to Bravo. Uh, okay. And then once we've knocked out, we'll push our wort into the whirlpool, which is where we will add more Bravo hop in the whirlpool.
3: How long do you whirlpool for?
7: Um, it takes about 15 minutes to fill the whirlpool with about, oh, uh, it's about 47 barrels. And so after that, we do a 30-minute rest. And then we are pumping into the fermenter, which takes about another half hour. So really, the first word into the tank to the last word out is about an hour and fifteen minutes.
3: Interesting. I'm, you know, I've actually never really heard it put that way, which uh, I would imagine makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, you know, we've we've had brewers say, "Oh, I whirlpool for forty-five minutes," but there's still contact time between when the hops are are in there and you're pulling your wort out of your
2: whirlpool, right?
7: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that contact with that last edition of Bravo it depends on how long you have the work, you know, or how long yeah. not only you whirlpool for. We whirlpool for fifteen minutes, but it's still spinning after we stop the pump.
3: Yeah. Um, let's get into the uh, the amounts and IBUs of these hops.
7: Um, well, as I mentioned, the the final product's one hundred nine IBUs. So for a 40-barrel batch, if you want to put it that way, that's our knock. Our that's our what we brew at, our okay. brew length. Okay. Um, there is 22.5 pounds of Chinook at the 60-minute mark. Okay. And then the Columbus, there is 35 pounds at the 90-minute mark. And then our, we put a little bit of yeast nutrient into this beer just because of uh, there is it's a high alcohol beer. And, but um, and then at the 115 minute, five minutes before knockout, we're doing 20 pounds of the Columbus and also 20 pounds of Bravo for a total of 40 pounds at the 115 minute mark or five minutes before knockout.
3: Okay. And uh how much Bravo goes in the whirlpool?
7: Another twenty pounds. We haven't even got to the dry hop yet.
3: Oh man. Let's do that. Or I run out of room on this paper. <laughs>
7: <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, post fermentation, you know, we're we're running at at um casual sixty eight degrees Fahrenheit. We will um post-fermentation, we'll do a dry hop of the Falconer's flight.
3: Oh, okay. okay.
7: And that's uh, that's 44 pounds of dry hop per per, per 40 barrels. So, okay. as I mentioned, we had, we started with 60 barrels and went to 120 barrel. So, that's going to be three times that for 120
3: barrel. Yeah. If you're with me. I'm with you.
7: Fair. So that's 132 <laughs> pounds to putting in a 120 barrel fermenter.
3: But you're doing but each, each run through is it's 40 barrels. It's
7: 40 barrels. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's our brew size. So it takes three brews. That's why it's taking us 22 hours to make this beer. You know, 120 barrels.
3: Yeah. Um, so you do 44 pounds at 68 degrees at post fermentation uh, for how long do you leave those hops in there
7: well as long as possible i mean with i mean uh, more time is pretty good for for it but uh roughly this beer is about a one month beer so the hops will be in there fermentation takes about a week and then we will um dry hop and so we've got about three weeks of the dry hop
3: Wow, What kind of flavors uh, do you get out of that? Because, you know, a lot of breweries will do like a, a week maybe. I don't think I've ever really heard of a three-week dry hop.
7: Yeah. Um, intense. You know, it's uh, it's a – I think that – I think I maybe mentioned this earlier in the interview here that the thing that we had in our test brews that we weren't – wasn't pulling through is the yeah we got the bitterness in the beer but we didn't get the aroma like we would in an imperial ipa or a double ipa yeah because of all the specialty malts are just so impactful and coming through so we had to take away some of our of our specialty malts primarily the chocolate and the roast so that not only we could bring the hops out but we also had to add more hops to get that aroma you know, I think that's the trick in this beer is to um, getting late addition hops so that you can get that aroma in that beer. Yeah. That fresh uh, citrusy character in the hops um, come through all that black malt.
3: Yeah. You're making me thirsty, Will. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's uh, back up a little bit to fermentation, actually. What what yeast strain do you use?
7: Um, well, I can't tell you which yeast strain you use. Okay. Um, that's our company... Propriety, proprietary information, but I guess one that I would recommend, which would be very similar, would mm-hmm. be I would maybe try the White Labs California Ale Yeast. Okay. I might try the um, German Ale Yeast, maybe because it finishes quite dry. You know, it's a 22-degree... Oh. um 22, 23 degree Play-Doh beer finishing around four and a half to five degrees Play-Doh fairly dry for all the alcohol and um hops it's not that cloying for how big of a beer it is
3: okay interesting choices and you say it it takes about a week okay a week yeah a week to ferment
7: uh yeah roughly yeah okay
3: uh do you do anything to the water any adjustments there that we should know about
7: um we do, yeah. We we um, we. It's very important that we get the, the chlorine out. So we have carbon filters um, that that uh, help with that. And then we are adding um, calcium
3: sulfate back end Okay. To sulfate.
7: create a little more hardness for the water.
3: Um, any other tips that you might offer to brew this beer? Anything uh, you know? Maybe any problems that you can foresee to.
7: Don't mash out. the hemp up too much.
3: Don't mash the hemp up too much. Got it. Know <laughs> want that green peanut butter.
7: There you go. Exactly. Don't make green peanut butter. <laughs> no, you know, um, brew with... Use your senses to uh, choose your raw ingredients and brew with fresh ingredients if you can.
3: Well, I appreciate it again, man. Thanks for coming by.
7: Yeah, hey, thanks for having us. I really appreciate it. And, um, um, I hope you get a chance to... Um, have the doobie
3: soon. I do, too. I might go uh, I might go steal one and uh, tell Jamil that it broke in transit. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs>
7: All
3: right. All right. Man. Take care. Thanks bye so Bye.
0: Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Brewmasters Warehouse and the brew builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. <laughs>
1: What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious devils on horseback. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great features, Stories, The most up-to-date brewery listings and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders, and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. CraftBeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer.
8: When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program, certified beer server, certified Cicerone, and master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone. Because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer.
1: Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it?
4: All right, we're back.
5: Great interview there, JP. Thanks. Um,
3: Tell me what your favorite part of
5: uh, of it was. How many times the did you end. To, How many times did you have to do that one? <laughs>
3: When it ended. Um, I did it I did it look I had to call will a couple times to verify some stuff but uh, uh, this one was you know a piece of cake a little smoother a little long in the tooth there's um, a lot going on there I'm really not a very good interview I, I actually don't like doing it but uh, you know everyone needs to everyone needs a job so you power everyone needs it. a job yeah.
4: that's right and my job is
3: uh, <laughs> being the host
4: of uh, Kany Brit speaking of jobs. And, uh, speaking of jobs Yeah, that's the other one. Speaking of jobs, fellas, gals, you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom and fantasize about surprising your lover with a new adventurous, new toy or adult movie. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. You go (laughs) to to AdamAndEve.com for a limited time only. You get fifty percent off just about any item. So what you do? You go to AdamAndEve.com. You use the special code word for Kanye Brew C-Y-B-I. Good choice of codes. More of an Good acronym, of not really a word. <laughs> well, Turn <laughs> it into a word. It's so well known now. That's right. You Still see up. it all over the place. You see it on yeah. buses, even. Um, uh, and when you do, you're going to get to pick one item at 50% off. Then you get, once you bought that, you get three free adult DVDs. You'll get a free extra gift. You'll get uh, free shipping uh, you know, it's it's a heck of a deal. You can't, uh, you can't beat it. I, I don't know any any retailer. You know, they, they really want you to, to check out their site and, and try it, and they're willing to give you a ton of stuff for buying one thing for 50% yeah. off. So it's a really a great deal. Check it out. 50% off one item when you type Can You Brew It, C-Y-B-I, for the offer code upon checkout, and you get the three free DVDs, the free extra gift, the free shipping. Uh, can't beat it. Uh, check it out adamandeve.com
3: T.C. where would you like to spice things up not in the bedroom but if you had another choice uh, <laughs> <laughs> well anywhere is good right like, yeah. you but like you know like a you know like an alleyway no oh, not by alleyway that's a little yeah. sleazy yeah. what do you
4: want in the car in the car that's, that's, in the car yeah. car's pretty good Are yeah, you, uh, you, you ever go for the beach
2: uh, beach is problematic in some ways
4: Well, yeah, a little, a little too much sand a little you need a really
2: big blanket <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a euphemism whatever yeah, yeah, maybe two blankets <laughs> maybe two really maybe big blankets maybe two bags packets. and a gang I don't know whatever you need what you need yeah. <laughs> it's, more work. it's more work
3: I need a 40 by 40 tarp, tarp that's what I need <laughs> or, yeah. tarp otherwise the oil gets everywhere
4: yeah I need a circus tent yeah, <laughs> yeah. and
5: then you need a tent so you don't get sunburned and yeah. <laughs> alright and then you might as well just go back to the bedroom might as well go to the bedroom
3: I think right? we've gone kind of off track here oh. alright we'll, we'll edit that up. <laughs> I'm, qu- I'm inquisitive I like to ask questions
4: well, maybe you can answer one. What did you uh, think here, uh, JP? Are you uh, you on the cloned or not cloned?
3: Well, we had a, a, a talk about this during the break. I, I personally, up front, I don't think it's cloned uh, because they do taste kind of different. Uh, but you were saying that it's because the commercial example that we got from Will um, is a little bit older than the one that Meraz just brewed. Right. Because it sat uh, around for six months. It sat around for six <laughs> months because we're lazy dicks. But I, I, so I'm not. Uh, I am not well versed on, on on aging beers. I like my beers low alcohol and easy to drink right now. So uh-huh. I don't really have a, any kind of cellar to speak of. So I don't know how beer ages very well. So,
4: so you're saying that you're
3: ignorant? I'm ignorant. Uh, yeah, ignorant. Yeah, how,
5: how long you been doing this? The beer thing. Just <laughs>
3: asking. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it for uh, years. Okay. Yeah. Just, um, just checking. But I don't. I don't age beers. I, I just don't. That's not my thing. It's a good motto. Just drink um them. Yeah. Well, I like low alcohol beers, and you're not going to age a four percent beer for six months. You know what I mean? You can if you forget it in the back of the fridge. Oh, well, you can, but you're not mm-hmm. trying to. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I don't know if the differences I'm tasting are because it's aged, mm-hmm. or if it's the recipe. So I, I honestly don't know. They they taste pretty similar. They taste eighty percent there. I don't know if that twenty percent is because uh, of age or not. Okay. So I'm I'm relying on you to tell me. Oh,
4: I'll tell you. I'll tell you uh Mr uh Mr Tasty Uh
2: yeah I, I I definitely uh can tell there's a difference in the beers but I can I definitely can uh see the similarities I you know I've made uh, barley wines or strong beers like this they're they're all malt. Uh, was this beer almost 10% uh something like that uh, 9.2 Right That's and I've sure. seen my own beers age over time so I uh-huh. I can tell you know pretty much where this beer is going to you know like, for instance, the the uh, brewed beer, it just to me tastes like a fresh barley wine. It doesn't have any, mm-hmm. any, any you know, like strong beer, barley wine character. Whereas the commercial beer, yeah, because, you know, because some things have dropped out of it, it tastes a lot like a, like a barley wine. Like the beer, probably yeah. that's what people, you know, know it as, is a beer like that. Mm-hmm. It ages a little bit. So mm-hmm. what I'm dialing into is not all that, that extra stuff that says age or, you know, maturity, I'm dialing into the, to the finish in the beer, which is mm-hmm. the maltiness and mm-hmm. the hop balance, and I'm definitely saying uh, clone because of that.
4: Mm-hmm. And I think I'm with you there. I, you know, the the fundamental flavor profile is, I think, identical as far as you know those malt components and the hop components. Again, they've they've changed over time, and that's what happens. And the interesting thing is, I think it's actually a great beer for aging too. <laughs> I think it, you know it's. They call it an Imperial Black IPA. I think it's better, like you know, American barley wine, almost. I think it, you know, it's got a great warming character, a rich malt character, and you know, the intense hops when it's young versus you know the subtle, more subtle background hops when it's when it starts to age. Yeah. I think uh, you know it's a nice beer at either end of the spectrum, and I you know I. I I've done done a lot of uh, you know storing beer for years at a time, and I think this is I, they're identical. I think that there's really no no real fundamental difference between them. I think the fresh one that we're tasting now that's going to be the the other one in in a little bit of time. So pretty cool, good job. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Mr. Mraz, what do what do you think? What's your take on it?
5: Um, they're really similar. I think you mentioned a little bit of that, you know, the the oxidation notes or just mm. the old, I don't even want to use the word oxidation because it's inferring something bad, but even it's, they're, it's a wonderful beer both ways and uh-huh. it's just, it drinks for a big beer like this right. and all malt, it drinks really well. Yeah, it's um, not cloying yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, I was shocked when I made it. It's like, that's oh, not bad beer. I thought it's going <laughs> to yeah. be this huge, big, black monster, right? And you just can't it's gonna right. just sit there, and you're not going to be able to drink it. And I was out using the doing the barbecue. Had two pints of the stuff come in. And oh, wife two saw, pints? Your wife <laughs> saw... Uh, <laughs> Why are you getting drunk? You, you're slurring. It's like, oh, I just had two beers. <laughs> so it's it's definitely, even as big as it is, it's still drinkable. It's, it's mm-hmm. a big monster, but I... Didn't I enjoy it much more than I thought I would? Yep. Yeah, and I, I would say yeah, well I'd call done. it pretty cloned because it's I originally wanted to do the wild. Um, uh uh-huh. McDole did that, so <laughs> I figured it's all right. Well, I learned something new, and that's what rank has I, I, its perfect. privilege. Yeah, you know. I, that's why I enjoy doing these shows, and I jump on some of these beers that I I use bolts right. that I don't normally use, and I use hops that I yeah. wouldn't normally use. And I learned something. You know? Isn't that so yeah. cool?
4: That, that's yeah. the coolest part of the show yeah. is we yeah. learn stuff. Yeah. I find that true as well. Wait,
3: what? We're supposed to be learning? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, oh, we're not trying to. Duress it's us. accidental. Uh, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So you kind of think out of your box and you do things you normally wouldn't do. And you're just like, well, now I can put that in my, uh-huh. my uh, you know, folder, your toolkit tool kit of, tool kit of brewing yeah, and saying techniques. next time I need something of yeah. that character, that flavor, I know where to go get it. So, yeah, uh, I've learned
4: just so many things off the show. I just I'm like, no, oh, no, that won't work. You know, I would I would have swore that something wouldn't work or wouldn't taste that way. Sure enough, I was like, yeah, you know, totally blown away by you know we do one of these. I'm like, yeah, that's how it works.
3: And and we get we get some breweries who you know who won't come on because they'll go well, home brewing is an experience. And you're supposed to experiment and learn on your own. Mm-hmm. But this is this conversation exact is exactly what I tell them. Yeah, is uh, you know, we don't know everything.
4: Right, you know, right. If,
3: if we tried to figure out everything in the world by homebrewing, we would never, we'd never get it. So we rely on the commercial beers to teach us. And this this program really does teach yeah. you how other people think, like like you just said, like think outside the box. Well, I and mean, you figure stuff out, and that's yeah. and then and then so now you've learned from these people how to get a certain flavor, and if you need it in your beers, then that's how you do mm-hmm. it. And yeah. it's I don't know. Yeah, no, there's like there's
5: that. some truth to that because I think everybody when you. For the professional brewers that don't want to come on the show, yeah. and they say, well, I, they should learn. There's some truth to that, too. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, you, and you realize when you talk to home brewers, they're like chefs. And right. you have a certain set of malts you use and there's because you know those malts and they just work well with those hops. And, mm-hmm. and that's just how it is. And it's like, well, you, you'll mention like a victory or a melanoid, and they're like, well, I don't yeah. use those malts. Yeah. yeah. And I go, well, try them. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. It's just that's what this show does is it kind of gets you out of the box and uh-huh. using some of those malts that you don't normally used because you would mm-hmm. never go to the store and use those malts because you right, don't know how right. they react it's yep. just one of those things
4: that, that's why i enjoy doing expands the expands your horizons yeah. well and i think you know uh, a lot of professional brewers they learn from home brewers too you know it's the oh, same yeah. thing the yeah. home brewers do these experiments and then you know in commercial brewing it's like well you know you have to just keep brewing the same beer over and over and over again and you
5: know <laughs> there you, you make a difference you
4: your 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 capacity and you don't have a whole lot of opportunities to brew something new and when yeah. you do you're brewing you know 30 barrels of it you know that's 1000 gallons and you really don't have a lot of shots at it so you're not doing a lot of creative stuff and you know you some homebrewer comes in and says you know try this it's you know, I use this and that, and it's like, wow, that's really good. <laughs> you know, I want to do that. So it is, It is uh, you know, I think it's a two-way street. And, uh, you know, it's a shame if, uh, you know, either homebrewers or, you know, pro-brewers don't want to share their information because uh, I think both benefit from it.
3: I think it's more like a four-way stop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who's going to go first? Right.
5: Uh,
4: we all go. Ant- anticipated uh, the gravity on this to start is 1093, 22.3 Play-Doh. Uh, SRM is 36.1. Anticipated IBU using the Rager formula, 169.7. And I have a brew house efficiency of 75 on this one for some reason. I don't know. Uh, boil time, 120 minutes. That is 75% or 7.24 kilograms of pale domestic malt, Uh, 9.6% or 930 grams of Munich malt, a light Munich. Um, Let's see here. 9.6% or 930 grams Crystal 60, 4.3%, 410 grams Chocolate Mm -hmm. malt, 1%, 100 grams craft Special, and uh, 0.4% or... Uh, what four grams of hemp seeds, and uh, use at your discretion. A six six uh, gallon batch size on the hops. Uh, forty nine grams of Chinook at thirty percent alpha acid, sixty minutes. Seventy six point eight grams of Columbus at uh, thirty minutes. That's fifteen percent alpha acid. Uh, Again, Columbus, 50% alpha acid, another 44 grams at 5 minutes. Then uh, 44 grams of Bravo, 12% alpha acid at 5 minutes. 44 grams Bravo, 12% alpha acid at 0 minutes. And then 96.5 grams of Falconer's Flight, 12% alpha acid for dry hops. Quite a bit of hops. Uh, yeast, White Labs, WLP-001 California Ale Yeast. Mash schedule. Uh, sack rest of 152 degrees Fahrenheit. You're going to... Uh, let's see here. Uh, add some gypsum, same as you would for an IPA. Their whirlpool is an hour, so you might want to adjust if you're not whirlpooling or doing a hot stand. Uh, you might want to move those late hops back by thirty minutes. Uh, you're going to pitch heavy because it's a big beer fermenting around sixty eight degrees Fahrenheit and dry hop for three weeks. And weeks of dry hopping. Oh my yeah. god! So, uh, Mike, what's to, to tell us about uh, you know some of the challenges you experienced on this beer?
7: None.
5: He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. hey,
4: oh, here.
3: You want to take our third yeah. break before we yeah.
7: do
4: this? I guess. All right. All right, let's saying. take our third break. When
5: we come right.
3: back. When we come back. We'll tease you for this. <laughs> we'll tease you after this.
4: Hi, I'm Jamel Zaneshev, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine.
6: Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine.
1: Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. <laughs> your way to better homebrew. And now, Northern Brewer presents What If Homebrewers Ruled The World.
6: Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll follow me, I will lead you into the gallery area. Now, the first piece up for sale today is a Jameel chef original, a bottle of 1997 vintage Evil oh, Twin. I see. A bidding for this one-of-a-kind piece will start at 7,000 pounds. And if you'll continue to follow me, ladies and gentlemen, I can show you a rather abstract piece from Bay Area brewer Justin Crossley. It's a German Doppelbach entitled Justin's Giant Bach. The brewer's notes here indicate that this beer had an excellent
0: food. that's just a
6: crazy dream or is it with northern brewer a thirsty nation can craft its own ale and lager for the greater good of mankind northern brewer the home of 799 brew saver shipping superior customer service and the finest selection of home brewing goods for the future
3: Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months To the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. So I'm the professional. <clears throat>
1: Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of their 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Their new snap-lock stainless steel camlock fittings will make connecting your pump or heat exchanger quick and easy. Or check out their exclusive paintball tank-based draft beer equipment. They even have their own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way.
4: All right, we're back. And before we go on, uh, you know, during the show, we we're talking about Imperial Black IPA. Is it American Biley Wine? What is it? You know, if you want to get into more of what. Those types of uh, things that we're talking about, you know, beer styles, uh, a great way to get into it is to go to the Better Beer Scores people. You can visit them at uh, www.beerjudgeeducation.com. What it is is a site where they actually help train you to take the BJCP exam. And taking the BJCP exam, if you can pass that thing, you actually know quite a bit about beers and beer styles. I found it really helpful to me helped me understand beer styles better and made me a better brewer uh, to be able to critically assess um, the beers I was brewing. So what they've got is a fun new way to learn uh, about craft beer and brewing. It's a way to prepare yourself to score well enough to pass the BJCP exam. They guarantee your satisfaction. If you don't like the the courses that they do, by the end of the second course, you can get a full refund. Um, and if you don't pass, they'll let you take the the course over again, uh, free of charge. So it's uh, you know pretty good guarantee. Either you pass or you can do it again. If you know if you try it for a, for a, a session or two and you don't like it, you don't think it's for you. That's okay. You know, not everybody learns the same. But uh, you know they give you your money back, so uh, pretty cool. It's all live; it's not canned. It's interactive. You actually talk and ask questions. You use live chat, and there's other you know people like you that are are, are trying to learn the same thing. So actually, a uh, pretty cool way of going about it. Uh, you know, give it a give it a try if you're uh, looking to uh, become a BJCP judge, which I recommend. I did uh, over the last how many years. We did the. Uh, all the style shows with uh, John, please say, and, uh, you know, check it out, beer judge com, or you can also find them on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. All right. So, uh, speaking of good stuff, doobie and, uh, the beer that, uh, uh Mr. Moraz brewed here, I think he did uh, a spectacular job. It's a, a tough beer
5: to brew. I think. There was a few hurdles to jump over to make this beer. So, yeah, yeah. um, start with the pretty much the malt. Um, Anything over about 1080 I have a hard time getting all the sugars out of the grain so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna tell you I, I cheat and get so if this is a six gallon batch get about nine gallons worth of grain take enough that you need and then and then you can make a second running beer you want or or dump it whatever you want to do but that gives you, you you're guaranteed to get the sugars the mm-hmm. gravity number you need and the boil time is much friendlier. Right. So I, I, it says 100, he said 120 minute boil. And, uh-huh. and the reason I think most of the time they do that is because of that exact issue of trying to rinse right, all the they, sugars. They need more water to, to pull that sugar, and then mm-hmm. the, now they got to condense it. Yeah. So my boil time was like a 100 a minutes. So I lowered it, you know, save a little propane at the cost of some grains. And it's just it just makes it easier. Just uh, That's my system. I just know how it works, and that's, it works. Well, I for think me. you get
4: a rich maltiness yeah. that way as well, you know, going kind of no sparge and, uh, you Take know, it's, first a, runnings it's a, good, and, yeah. a really good malt character that you get. You get the best of it without uh, a lot of the tannic kind of uh, bits that you might get with the later runnings.
5: So the boil's pretty uneventful, just sitting there adding hops and adding some hops and adding some more hops. <laughs> um, and then... They uh, uh, had to challenge with the hemp seeds. Uh, oh, that's right. That's the, the, the mash. We'll get to that because at this point I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> so what, hold on, hold on to that one. So, um, so we got the grains, and then I let it sit because it's there's an hour whirlpool. So you know, you get everything cooled down, spin it around, and you just let it sorry let it sit for an hour, and I racking, racking it off, and there seems to be a little bit of extra troop coming over from the racking cane, and the thing. And I, after I'm all done, there's not much hops for as many as I put in there. Mm-hmm. This stuff is so thick and so heavy, <laughs> it just doesn't set. The hops just True just doesn't settle out. It's all just in suspension. It did. It literally stayed in suspension. Like like, a lot of it. Fruit cocktail jello. Yeah. At least half of the hops, I think, got transferred over. Made the house smell wonderful. If Mm -hmm. you like that smell of hops and IPAs, the house smelled like two days for IPAs. (laughs) It was great. But um, it was... That's another thing. Those things... You, if you don't normally make big beers, just be ready for them to take. They, they take time to make. Mm-hmm. You know, let them set a little longer. You're going to have to do a little bit more boil time, a little bit more mash time. Be ready to make one of these. You're not going to make one in a couple hours and, and pitch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. pitch a vial of yeast and be ready to go. You got You got to plan for them. um So everything was good. You know. I racked right on top of the yeast cake that I had from the the wild, wild? the smaller uh-huh. beer that I made. Uh-huh. Everything was good. And I you know, had a date night that night with my wife and was going out and driving down the road. And I'm all, holy moly, I forgot to add the hemp seeds. <laughs> so I... Run by the beer store. It
2: wouldn't like, be a doobie without hemp seeds.
5: Is yeah, what is what, yeah <laughs> that was it. Was there was a big deal? I mean, that's one of the main ingredients. Right, is right. Like it comes through is this nuttiness. That it needs to be there, mm-hmm. right? So it's like I, I just screwed it up. It's not like you're going to remake this thing a couple times because it's not. It's not a cheap beer to make, mm-hmm. but it's definitely worth making. So I go to the beer store, grind up half a pound of two row, put the hemp seeds in there in a little crock pot thermometer, get it to one fifty. Just sitting. There, this is like about midnight now after our date. <laughs> Sit here, make a little mini mash, and then I'll rack that over mm-hmm. to the boil, or to not to the boil, to, you know. And then I had to boil it, mm-hmm. and then let it cool. And so I made a really small batch of beer, and then put it in the fermenter, mm-hmm. and it came out. So even though you mess up, you know, there's still ways to fix beers. If you forget things, right. you got to be creative. You got to think outside the box. Um, you know, just don't give up. You, mm-hmm. If something major happens, just continue work on through it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of what I did, and, and it worked out well. So I was um, pretty happy with the way it turned out. And I was kind yeah. of a little scared there with that hemp thing, and <laughs> he mentions that it, it don't just put the hemp seeds in the mash because it they turn like peanut butter. Uh-huh. So I was thinking, okay, I was just going to use a grain bag mm-hmm. and put them in the grain bag and throw it in the mash, and just right. kind of keep them in the bag and stir it in. Some of that, you know, essence right. will come out, and I right. would be happy with that. Kind of forgot that part. So if you do <laughs> do make this beer. Just, you know, that's what I was going to do, put them in a grain bag. Maybe throw a little two-row inside the right. bag to help the conversion. I don't know if anything in the hemp's convert over, other than maybe getting some flavor right. out of them. There's got to be some starch yeah. in there, there's I think. Yeah, there's some starch.
2: Whether they convert to sugar, I don't know. So right. that's,
5: that's, what I, that's my assumption, too. So that's what I did, or uh-huh. was going to do, is put them in the bag, right. throw them in the mash, and then you can just yank them out mm-hmm. before you start your sparge, or leave them in there. They're not going to get clogged, either in the false bottom or, mm-hmm. or however your your mash is done, so... That would be my um, recommendation: is just put everything in a a little hot bag or you know grain bag, Uh so they don't get stuck. Cool in your false bottom or whatever you got. The stainless steel. Good job. Yeah, Ton of beer. Hops went pretty well. They're dry hops. It's still sitting. I put the hops in the keg with the cut dip tube, and it's still Uh they're sitting on the hops right now. So, and he just left. I think they mentioned the interview just leaves them on there and let them go until the beer's done. Three weeks. That's kind of where it's at right now. It's it's just yeah. doing the same thing so huh. any questions
4: from the chat jp
3: no everyone's pretty quiet yeah
4: well you know i had kind of this deja vu because i remember we were at the uh the anniversary party at uh at downtown joe's and you and i were talking then and i was like you know i'm kind of sick i want to like taste a beer or we yeah. were talking and i had pneumonia then and uh I got really sick. I ended up not being able to go to the conference. I got pneumonia now. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. sitting I here listening were... to you talk about beer and tasting your
5: beer makes me think about pneumonia.
3: Nice I, think, nice. I think it's Mike's fault.
5: I think you were had so. pneumonia. It was you were talking about adding a new show to the Brewing Network, which was this show here. Right, right. And you're leaning up against the wall. And it's like you, you look a little pale. Did you, right. I think people thought I was night? drunk or you something. Pitch, you drove, you know? yeah. I think you drove the motorhome. Up, I did, and then did. you left early because that was there was an after party. That was yeah. I it was, was just off. The I barely board. made it
3: home. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think the 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 last syllable you're looking for is full. It was all full.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. probably because you guys had to pay extra for the rental house or something. But oh, yeah.
3: it got real nuts. That was yeah. a few years ago, right? It, yeah, that Being was. A four? Was that four? Nah, it was like two. I think was it? It was in uh, Napa. Yeah, yeah. And you guys three. rented the house. We rented the house. Schumanns the were in
5: the in the jacuzzi. It was oh, a mess. It could have been four actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Three, three or four. Three
3: or four. Yeah, but yeah, that was a crazy time. That's when we drunk uh Rhino.
5: Somebody fell asleep on the
4: toilet.
3: Yeah, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> this was a rhino in the chat. yeah,
4: here I am sitting here with yeah.
5: pneumonia again. Drinking, so you're Lovely. getting sick off the beer. That's my beer, especially.
3: Yeah, your, your beer
5: gives me pneumonia. Uh,
3: actually, there <laughs> there is a, a question from yes. the chat that just came over from our ever present friend. If it's
4: about how attractive you are, then we don't want to hear
3: it. There are no questions in the chat. No. Uh, it's from Spider Wrangler. He says Do hemp seeds affect the head of the beer? Presumably, they contain a fair amount of oil, since. Hemp seed oil is an ingredient in a variety of things.
4: I don't think so because you you can actually dump quite a bit of oil into into a beer and into a mash. Yeah, and um, fermentation pretty much just consumes it.
5: Hops have oil in them, also. So if you yeah. think of it, if there's anything that yeah. had a major amount of oils that would kill head, it'd be hops. It'd but, be hops. Huh? I right. think the the malt probably would absorb some of the oils on right. the tusks. the grains, and, and
4: yeah. then.
2: He's absorb a lot, a lot of, of oil. Yeah. they like yeah. lipids, yeah, they like yeah. The, for their cell walls.
5: Yeah.
4: I mean,
2: you know, there was some, ex-
4: some brewers, they throw in olive oil, you know, instead of mm-hmm. oxygen, which is a, just a bad idea do overall. It.
5: Well, there's that huge online talk about that and experiment yeah. and how it was, you don't need to pitch oxygen anymore because right, you right. can just put some oil in it. And uh, oh, I never I never went down that road. I didn't, right. didn't try that experiment, but no. Um, no. Yeah. I, um, uh, that's it. Uh, oh, cool. All right.
4: Well, then we're done. Excellent. If you're if you're standing by, uh, you know, you're listening live, we got coming up. We got another Mike Moraz brew. We got Rare Voss from Oma Gang. It's a great beer, very cool. And uh, also, if you happen to be around, uh, go check out uh, Northern Brewers. Now's a really good time. Go to northernbrewer.com. dot com.
3: Now is a great time.
4: It's a great time. Yeah. You'll find something that uh, you're not going to find elsewhere. You're going to find stuff at great prices, great customer service. Check those guys out. They're fantastic. Sure. I wouldn't be so passionate about promoting them if it wasn't really true. Seriously, uh, good people there. And uh, they've helped support this show, so uh, at least tell them how much you appreciate that. Also, if you get a chance, go by the thebrewerynetwork.com. Check out uh, Brew Your Own magazine. Uh, click on the link for that. When you do, and you subscribe, uh, Brewery Network gets a part of it. Until then, Bruce Drone. And open.